Time after time again, we take for granted how much food serves as a medicine for our bodies and how much food can heal things that are happening within us. So one local mom decided to do something about that. Her daughter suffering from so many allergies and it just broke her heart to see her daughter in pain. So she did some research based on her background and based on some of the things that her parents taught her and she did something about it. Anya Corson explains what she did in this week's episode. Blondin Professional Real Estate is a family-owned boutique-style brokerage with over 40 years' experience serving the counties that surround St. Louis. See how their approach to real estate will help you by visiting blondinrealestate.com. What happens when you put a career-focused woman with two kids trying to balance home and work life in a room with a microphone? Lots of laughter, tears, and great advice. I'm Jill Devine, and welcome to Two Kids and a Career. I'm very interested in, and you probably have heard this a lot more in my latest episodes, but I'm really interested in the food conversation and things that we can do to better ourselves. But more importantly for me, I'm considered an older parent, so to speak. So I just want to do whatever I can to make sure that I am here for as long as I possibly can for my girls. And on the flip side, I want to make sure that my girls are strong and healthy girls. And so my guest this week, I am going to quote you first before introducing you. And this is when I knew, oh, she's got to come on. Quote, I want my children to live their best and healthiest lives full of love, laughter, and good food. My guest this week is Anya Corson. Hello. Hello there. How, how are you? How are all your guests today? This is so exciting. <laughs> it is so crazy to think that I'm in my closet just recording conversations with really cool people like you, an entrepreneur, but a mom and a single mom and someone that's just trying to do what's best for not only you, but for your kids. So I wanted to just obviously talk about what you've created, but what led you to get to this point? Because I think sometimes I know for me, it's just that there's just these little things, these little switches you go through life, you go through daily routines, and then something comes in front of you and you start to educate yourself and you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. And where did this come from? Exactly. So I was really interested because I know your daughter has allergies, correct? Yes, she does. So I guess if, if I can kind of, I guess I'll start from the beginning. So you get an, a general idea. Um, I grew up, um, I grew up in Richmond Heights. I'm a St. Louis girl born and raised here. And when I was young, my parents had um, lived in Santa Barbara during, before I was born, excuse me, um, like, you know, through college and stuff. And they came back a little bit more of hippies than they had been. They both graduated high school in 1968. So we were at the height of, you know, the the hippie world that was coming and my parents were just very much into natural living um, my mom went to the health food store when we were little rather than the regular grocery store um, we made our own peanut butter we had carob instead of chocolate we had honey instead of sugar my mom was just very much 
um, in sort of a natural way of thinking and raising us. She used to make all of our own birthday cakes, and all we would do is complain and beg her to buy groceries to our birthday cakes. But she knew then, <laughs> you know, how refined sugar is just not it's just not the healthiest option. There are much better, healthier, natural ways to get sweeteners in your body than refined sugars. And my mom knew that. Um, kind of fast forward to um, my high school days. I was an ice hockey player. Um, funny enough, in St. Louis, there were not a lot of ladies playing ice hockey 20 plus years ago, but I was one of them. Um, so it was really important to me to be eating a lot of protein and just, you know, really kind of being healthy in my diet. So I started learning then the importance of healthier options. Um, out of college, I lived out in LA and I had a whole other world, whole other life working in television, um, producing various different TV shows. And when I was ready to move back to St. Louis, right around 30, I knew I was ready to raise kids and live kind of a different lifestyle. I actually went to culinary school when I moved back to St. Louis um, as I was getting married. I just wanted to have a little bit more knowledge um, in the kitchen than I already felt that I had. And once my daughter was born, um, like you mentioned, we did notice very quickly she had the only way I can describe it is alligator skin, if you will, just this very thick, dry, it, it just looked so painful. And and as a parent, as you know, as many people listening know, I live by those same words that we all do. You can only be as happy as your, you know, as the child that hurts the most. Mm. So if your mm. children aren't happy, you can't be. So to see an infant who can't talk to me, who can't tell me what's going on, so uncomfortable in her body, um, I started research. I opened up that computer and I thought, what can I do for this kid who was still breastfeeding? I mean, it wasn't like she was on solids. It was it was all dependent on what I was eating. So I started looking into healthier diets for myself and this world of fermentation. And this is close to 10 years ago. My daughter's just turned nine, so I was pregnant at the time. And 10 years ago, none of us really knew about fermentation. This has been the livelihood of many cultures, but we've really gotten away from it in our society with fast food versions of, of everything we can make rather than taking the time. So I started learning about fermentation. I started, you know, this is as my daughter's getting older and now I have a second one and we're starting to make kombucha at home, which is um, a fermented tea beverage. Um, you can make it various different ways. And then I started learning about the importance of fermented honey. And I knew we were already eating honey on a regular basis. We were also eating raw garlic, which let me tell you, three-year-olds, they don't like it in case. No. <laughs> Not one bit. If you haven't tried it, I don't recommend it. So I had to find a way that I could get these kids to eat some garlic. And that was when I kind of fell into, and I'll be honest, I really fell into it, fermented honey sauces. I want to talk about fermentation because I can tell you right now, I, I don't know the benefits, I would be lying if I said I knew how that worked. So can we start there? Yeah. So fermentation is a thousands and thousands of year old process of being able to have vegetables and fruit for that matter year round. So if we think about any time before ours, there was no refrigeration. There was no way to preserve your fruits and vegetables. And during those winter months, people would die very quickly without getting the vitamins that they needed from fruits and vegetables. So in order to preserve those items, you can simply do it with a saltwater brine solution. 
So you're literally mixing 2% salt into, you know, a cup of water and you're mixing that up and you're pouring that over your vegetables and you're allowing them to sit in that solution. And that is preserving them. But what it's also doing is it's actually making live cultures. It is a live acting um, solution of the salt water as it mixes with your, with your um, vegetable. It actually makes a, um, healthy probiotic living culture. And there are hundreds of thousands of these living cultures. And on each item that you make, it's different. So all living cultures are going to be different. If you look at, you know, I'm sure your kids take probiotics, you know, those chewable little tablets. If you look, you'll see thousands or billions of strains of probiotic. Well, you grow that in food. That's where it all comes from originally. And the best source is to get it directly from those foods. So if you think about something like sauerkraut, basic sauerkraut, you get it in a jar, you get it in a can, you put it mm-hmm. on a hot dog. Well, you can make sauerkraut fresh and it doesn't have to be in a can and it can be something that's a totally different option, but incredibly healthy. And my kids love it. I mean, would you think that kids want to sit and eat cabbage? One of our favorites to make are actually called dilly beans. So mm. green beans and we make our saltwater brine solution and we add a little bit of dill. And then the kids will just pick at them. I'll put two or three on their plate. They don't need to eat a ton of them. I'll put two or three on their plate with whatever meal we're eating. And I know I'm getting some healthy live probiotics into their system. Well, the same thing goes for honey. If you know how to ferment honey, which let me tell you, that's been a whole process in and of itself. So obviously you should just (laughs) buy it from Anya's apothecary. I mean, okay. But fermenting honey (laughs) is actually a really easy process too. And you guys can do it at home. It's not something I'm saying nobody should do, but Raw honey with raw garlic are two of the best things that you can take to help boost your immune system. And look at these crazy times we're living in right now. We are all terrified. The future is so unknown. What are some things we can do to just keep our immunities boosted? Eating these probiotic rich foods are the number one thing you can do. Well, get outside. Don't, I'm not a doctor. I don't want to make any claims. I don't want to say that's the one thing you can do, but it is incredibly important. And along with sunshine, vitamin D, along with some vitamin C, these are just great ways to keep your body healthy. It's so crazy to me. And I know this sounds so silly, but it is so crazy to me how food is such a medicine. And what, first of all, hands down to your parents for starting that movement as, as long as ago as they did, because I think that I am part of the generation that a lot of people are in where the parents started seeing, oh, you can do this quicker. You can do this. And then it came into, oh, we're going to start putting these kinds of words on the packaging to make it look like it is healthy, but it's not. And I didn't, nothing against my mom and dad, but I didn't grow up that way. It was whatever was convenient, whatever was easy. And now I'm learning. I just had this conversation with them not too long ago. I am learning certain things that, I mean, (laughs) Everybody has a a rebuttal for some things, but my oldest daughter, she has eczema and she has skin stuff. And I watched this documentary about dairy. And I know that there are people that are going to just be like, stop, I'm not listening anymore. But really the difference 
I don't, I'm not a political girl. I'll tell you that right off the bat. I am not. But when you see what certain products and things are getting bought into and being forced upon our kids, Mm -hmm. it's alarming. And that's where I started changing my tune of what do we need to put in our bodies? Yeah. Well, Jill, think about it like this. You know, you're, we're mammals and mammals are meant to consume only the milk of that the mm-hmm. family. So mm-hmm. for, for, for humans to be drinking cow's milk and look, I'm not perfect. You know, I made a, we made, we made muffins the other day and we put yogurt, we put cow's milk yogurt in it. You know, we're going to, we're going to do the best that we can do, but yes, dairy is incredibly difficult for our systems to process our intestines. Just, it is such a foreign sus- substance and on such a different level than any other foreign substance is it never in, until the last hundred years, never were we drinking the amount that we're currently drinking of right. dairy products and consuming dairy. And yes, it's terrible for eczema. Yes, it can give you a lot of um, phlegm and just congestion. So a lot of parents are really worried. Oh, my God, my kid's getting sick. But in reality, your kid may have just had too much ice cream yesterday. And it's, it's simply for lack of, of knowing. It's just right. That's my point. We don't know. We just what what we're seeing in our mainstream media. And and I hate to say this because, again, I don't want to get into things political, but it's those companies with the most money that can afford to pay for those advertisements. And exactly companies that aren't necessarily the quality of food we want to eat on a daily basis. Don't get me wrong. Go eat some Doritos one day a week. If you love Doritos, don't don't keep things from yourselves. But like I like to tell people in, in this line of work, there are different shades of green. So if you think about it, there are different shades of being natural and organic. And there are things that you're never going to give up. I'm going to tell you, I am probably never going to give up on the terrible mascara that I put on my eyelashes because I love what it makes them look like. <laughs> However, I've decided at 41 years old, eh, I don't really need to color my hair anymore. I can let it go. So, oh, you know, I'm, I'm close shades. to that. Are you? Get there. You can do it. Just get there. But there are different shades of green, and that's the same thing with how we eat. There are different things that are going to be important to us to make sure that we're eating healthy and that we're making sure that they are the best things to fuel our body. Because if you think about it, the best way to heal yourself is from the inside out. Your gut needs to be healthy for anything else to be healthy in your body. My mom now is a dietitian and I talk to her, you know, 150 times a day about stuff like this. And it's so important. It's just so important to arm yourself with knowledge. And I really think that as Americans, we have become so complacent in just our way of thinking. And, you know, we want what's easiest. We absolutely want what's easiest. We don't want to have to go and cook that big dinner and think about that. But now we're all stuck at home. We're learning new things. We're trying new things. So now is a great time to really get in the kitchen, to sit in front of your computer, start doing some of that research and try these new things that you never thought you would before. Try making chicken. Try making sauerkraut. Try some of these fermented foods and see what your family likes and see if this is something that you can really start pushing to have them slowly start eating these new foods. And you know, when you say that, here's something else that I learned that I I think that some people don't realize. You think, oh, if I make it, it doesn't necessarily, you, you can make it unhealthy. But at the same time, I love my sweets and I 
am going to make some dark chocolate cookies that I got a recipe from one of my podcast guests. But the thing is, it's all made by me. It's not packaged. It's not filled with all those things. And that's the other way of thinking that I'm starting to go like, it's looking at the ingredients and seeing exactly what is in there. And if you can't read it, then you shouldn't be eating it, right? So exactly. I like to call myself an ingredient detective. So I take my nine-year-old to the grocery store, my seven-year-old to the grocery store who are still working on those reading skills. And if they can't read the words in our packaging, we're not buying it. I love it. And that's the other thing a a woman I work with who does health and wellness, she's like, screw the counting of the calories and this and that. It's the ingredients. And so I've shifted that way of thinking. Okay, so here's my question to you. With the innovation that your parents have done and that you have done, do you see uh, us going into the path of starting to be more like this? I'm talking about, okay. Like, like these healthier options. Yes. I, I really, really do. I really think that we as Americans are finally understanding, look at our Look at how high our rates of diabetes are. Look at how high our rates of, you know, of, of heart problems are, heart attack, cancers, you name it. And all of the foods that we eat have a little something to do with all of these things. So why would we not start putting those those together? You know, it's really hard. Um, and again, I don't want to get into the, to the politics of it, but doctors don't typically have much in the way of learning about um, eating and about food, they learn about the medical side of things. Yep. So when you walk into a doctor's office with eczema, say, your doctor's not going to look at you and say, oh, we really need to get off of dairy. And it's only because they haven't been taught. So yep. for me, for us, we like to work with people like dietitians who can come to us and say, hey, there are tons of ways that we can look into getting some sweetness into our lives without using refined sugar to do it. So one way we've done that is this um, honey sauce that we're making. So at Anya's Apothecary, what I'm working on now are these three all raw, completely organic and fermented honey sauces. We have three flavors. We have raw garlic, we have raw red onion, and we have raw jalapeno. And when you think about it, you think, what in the heck is a honey sauce? And what would I do with that product? So we've made it very easy for our fans to figure out what to do. On our website, we do have, um, we are blogging various different recipes as we go. So we're giving all kinds of fun ideas. But we like to say anything from a cheese board to dumped over your ham. You can do anything in the sun with these products. My kids love salmon, which is odd because they're seven and nine. But they <laughs> no, that's awesome. <laughs> so I take a little bit of gluten-free soy sauce. We're gluten-free in my house. So I take a little bit of gluten-free soy sauce and mix it with garlic honey. And I pour it over the salmon. I put it in the oven and I bake it. And my kids inhale it. My kids inhale it. My kids love um, Brussels sprouts. So I'll cook up some Brussels sprouts and all I'll do is saute them with a little bit of olive oil or butter. Sometimes I use chicken fat. I'm not going <laughs> to recommend that to your folks. Um, and then I, as they're done cooking, I'll actually just drizzle it over so it can stay in the raw form so that they're still getting the probiotic benefits of the raw honey and the raw garlic itself. 
So I mean, wow. To use it. Yeah. Wow. I have, we have a guest that sent me an email um, around Christmas time, uh, right after Christmas, New Year's maybe. He had taken an entire jar of the jalapeno honey, dumped it over his hand, put it in the oven and just continued to baste it. And he said it was the sweetest spiciest ham they had ever had. He said there were there were no leftovers. That was how great it was. That's the honey that I am looking forward to the most, the fermented jalapeno. The jalapeno. Because... It is so much fun. Okay, if you drink margaritas. Yes. So you take your margarita and instead of using agave, you use the jalapeno honey in place of that. <sighs> the other oh. thing, I'm not going to lie, I may be known to use the honey on the rim of the glass before I put the salt on because then you really get that sweet and salty too. Oh my gosh. Right? I have <laughs> all the ideas. Them over. <laughs> just come all over. The ideas, right? <laughs> uh, the, the honey, I mean, you, you name it, you can really do any of it. We had another guest that was making barbecue sauce and took some of the red onion honey for her barbecue sauce. And she said the pieces of the red onion in there grilled onto the chicken and were like mm. perfectly charred and crunchy on the chicken. So, you know, there are endless possibilities. You're getting a living, um, you're getting a living probiotic food. Now I will tell you our fermentation process for our honeys is a little bit different than, than what you would get from a salted ferment. Okay. So those are aerobic ferments. Ours is an anaerobic ferment. Ours actually does not need the oxygen to survive. Um, so we, or ours does need the oxygen to survive. Excuse me. We turn ours. We are constantly mixing it and putting oxygen into it so that it can um, activate the wild yeast that is in the honey itself. But that's also how we can, by oxygenating it, get rid of any possible problems like botulism is an issue in honey. So right. we're turning it and moving it and keeping the oxygen in it so that that doesn't happen. So we're taking all those, you know, natural precautions. But in order to keep it raw, which is incredibly important to keep those probiotics living, we just on the back, back end of things, rather than heating the product, we are putting apple cider vinegar in there, which acts as a preservative. Again, also a raw product. So we're still keeping it as a completely raw product that we're selling. You're like a scientist. I am not. And I am actually <laughs> sitting here explaining this going, I hope any of this makes sense. I, that, so that has been my biggest, that has truly been my biggest hurdle with all of this is learning the science behind it. Nobody else is fermenting honey right now. So learning the science behind it and how it works has been very challenging for me because I don't, I don't know the, the science world and I are not good friends. Let's just say that. Well, I, like I mean, in all, in all honesty, a lot of what you just said, just this little portion doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but what makes a lot of sense to me are the results exactly. and what we're doing for our body. And that's the most important thing, in my opinion. It is. I mean, it truly is. There are some people that are probably like, yes, I love this science stuff. And I'm like, no, just tell me how this is going to help me and why I should give it to my kids. Exactly. Um, so are your kids, are your kids good eaters? Do they like vegetables? Do they well, like the oldest? No, that's the problem. And that's what concerns me. And the youngest, so the oldest is three, the youngest is one. The one-year-old, pretty much you can put whatever on her plate. She'll try it. At sure. least she'll try it. Uh, the three-year-old, if she could live on chicken nuggets every single day, I, she would. And that's a concern to me. I know. But it doesn't need to be because you can make your own chicken nuggets and you can make them in a healthy way. 
We make ours with almond flour. We do essentially equal parts almond flour and Parmesan cheese, which again, you do not have to use the cheese because that's what we were talking about, dairy being an issue. Um, and then we just bake them in the oven and my kids love them. And that's it's the thing. Reaction. We just have to do those things more. We need to just, those are the options. Here we go. That's it. Sure. And it's easier. Um, You're a working parent. You know, right. sometimes we don't have time for to, to sit down and cook an entire meal. But, you know, j- this light just went off just now. At first, it's going to be difficult to figure all that out and, and do it. But then I'm sure as you do now that once you start doing it, it's just going to be second nature. It is. And your kids are so little, they are going to be so easily influenced right now. Does the three-year-old like to help it all in the kitchen? She does. Sometimes she does, but we really need to, I need to, because that's the overall theme too, of any of the guests that I've talked to when it's been about food involving their kids and how they're so like we were joking around yeah they're exposed to that and then they want to eat more and they want to try more Mm -hmm. and it's also a learning experience with math and stuff like that when you start doing numbers yeah and i've got one that loves to help in the kitchen and one that could care less but those are my kids my daughter who's nine she lives to eat she lives for food she is just like me she's such a foodie and then my little boy he eats to survive because he could care less about food. He's got way more important things in his life to, to worry about than food. So okay. he doesn't seem to want to help in the kitchen. But my daughter, who's nine, will come in and she'll say, can I help cut up all the vegetables? Can I help, help make a big salad? And then she'll end up just eating a big salad for dinner because she made it. And she yeah. feels good about that. And what I also have to recognize is that even if the oldest is in there for one minute, that's one minute longer than, exactly. you know, I, I, I have to remember too, that they don't, <laughs> their little minds, they're not going to stay there the entire process. So I mean, if you get, if you get to help with, if you get them to help with two steps right now, that is a ton of help for okay. them. So things like things that are fun that you can do, like we were saying, if you choose to make um, a fermented, let's say you want to try the, the green beans, or you want to cut up some carrot sticks, and you want to make dilly carrot sticks, because your kids like carrot sticks, you cut up the carrots, you have the water, you have the salt sitting out, you have everything sitting out. And then you ask your three year old, hey, I would really love some help making these carrot sticks. Can you come and help? And that's all they need. She'll mix the salt into the water and then she can pour the solution right over the carrots. And she made it. She did everything. So in and two you- days, when she when she's watching them for the next two days and then she finally gets to open them and eat them, she might look at that and think, oh, I'm not going to like it. But she'll convince herself to like it because she did it. And she likes carrots. So that's how there I'm going to start. That's it. It's a t- I'll, I'll send you, I'll, I'll see what I can pull together and I'll send you guys over so you can post it or however you want to do it. Just some basic like vegetable fermentation. Okay. So you're going to make this 2%, you know, salt water fried. That's very simple. And you're going to pour it over the carrots and try it. Cut up some, some dill and let her put the little dill in there. And that's it. Okay. Little things helping, having the kids help have made such a world of difference. I mean, my daughter last week did a three and a half minute video of how to make fruit kebabs. Oh. Because she wanted everybody to know how to do that because that's one of her favorite things to help with. And all it was, was she cut up a banana. And and if you think about it, a three-year-old can use a butter knife to cut a banana. 
She can use right to cut some strawberries. So let them start helping doing that kind of stuff. If you want strawberries for dinner, kiddo, why don't you come stand next to me while I do my work and you cut up some strawberries for yourself? You're absolutely right to get them more involved. And, and, you know, now that we're home like this, this is the best opportunity to do those little bonding things with our kids that our kids probably don't realize or anything, but they're so important as those building blocks, blocks of teaching our kids how to eat, how to work in the kitchen, how important it is to work as a team doing it all together. Well, I mean, your prime example of what you learned from your parents. So you're absolutely right. I, promise you right now, moving forward every day, I am going to at least try and involve her in one item that we cook just so that she can start and start really explaining to her the importance of food. Um, Anya, you've got to tell my listener, and I'll also include this on the show notes at jilldevine.com, but tell my listener how they get your amazing product. So you can find all three of our honey sauces, of course, available on anyasapothecary.com. Uh, feel free to go follow us. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook, just at Anya's Apothecary. Like I said, we've got recipe ideas constantly flowing on there. If you've made something and you think it's so amazing and you want to try it with our honey, send us a recipe. We can put together something and we'd be happy to put it on the website for you also. Um, we are, I'm happy to say, finally available on Amazon as well. Yeah. So please go find us. We are available locally. I hate to say where because you can't actually go buy it in any of these stores right now. Um, but we are uh, outside of St. Louis. We are at Fresh Market locations. There are 161 or so of those. And we are just at various smaller retailers kind of all over the country right now. Well, again, I will have the link to your website and the Instagram handle all at jilldevine.com. And I just am so excited to, I know there's more coming. <laughs> You're oh, like, there's more. There's so okay. much. There is so much. <laughs> and we can talk about this. I mean, uh, seriously, till we're blue in the face, we got to get these kids involved. We've got to teach them what is best for their bellies. And we've got to get America healthy. That's what we've got. 100%. So go ahead and mark it on your calendar that we'll be talking again in the near future. I'm ready. You tell me when. I'll be there. I love this so much. Good luck with everything. Congratulations. And thank you for being a guest. Thank you so much, Jill. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and if you're feeling really generous, write me a review. And don't forget to join me next week for a new episode of Two Kids and a Career.